Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. How's the weather your way? It's nice out. It's 55 degrees, so it's a little cooler. Nice. And I was just in California, and it was in the 30s to 50s, and it was beautiful out. Nice. So, yeah. So what's it like? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, thanks. The weather is warm but cloudy, although I've been contending with construction right outside my place for like the last three weeks now. So, Oh, are they building something? No, it's like street construction, so... Oh. Yeah. Taking the new road? I don't know what they're doing. They're like they're like ripping out stuff. I don't know. It's, I, I think they're putting in a pipe. That's my guess. But yeah. there's been like a couple Saturdays now where Saturdays are like my days for sleeping in. And uh, I sleep in and then like 9 o'clock comes and like I'll sometimes sleep until like 10 or 11. And yeah, like 8 or 9 a.m. I just hear like I'm like, ah, guys, come on. Don't do this to me. Do they have rules in your neighborhood, like, when they can start working? I think so. It's probably, like, 8 or something. But still, that's too, er- that's too early for me. That's too early on a Saturday mm-hmm. to be ripping up streets. But, uh, yeah. I'm they don't later hours on a Saturday. But I guess here it's 9 on Saturday and then or 8. Even just, like, keep it to, like, weekdays only, you know? Like, right, yeah. But, uh, yeah. We're here to talk about Gilmore Girls, everyone's favorite uh, show, or most people's favorite show. A lot of people really like the show. I, I, most people that I say, go check out Gilmore Girls, they come back and they go, this is actually pretty good. I like this show. Mm-hmm. People of all different types of movie tastes and show tastes. Yes. I find like this. Yeah. Um and uh yeah we're like very quickly wrapping up on season five it's crazy to think the next week will be because we'd record two episodes in a week but like next week will be the finale of season five just crazy um really it's coming really fast yeah um but uh yeah also too uh i got to watch uh the new season of the marvelous mrs Maisel. And I just gotta say, a it's a pure delight. That show is just good, not as good as good as Gilmore Girls, in my opinion. Like Gilmore Girls, in my opinion, is better than Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But mm-hmm. I w- I did notice that this new season, season four, they brought in a bunch of actors from Gilmore Girls. So oh really? Yeah, they had the actress that plays Emily. Uh, they brought oh, back really? yeah, they brought back the actor Emily. that played D- Digger, that guy. Oh really? Yeah, he just Jason, pops up, right? Yeah, it's and I'm like, like, wait, Digger's here? That's weird. 
Yeah. And even... Uh, They're like Amy Sherman Palladino, like, favorites, kind of. Yeah. Well, even uh, Chess, Mila uh, Ventimiglia, he shows up. So I was oh. very, yeah, very pleasantly surprised. It was like, oh, cool. there's a lot of Gilmore Girls actors in this. It was pretty cool. Oh, when does it come out to the general public? I think uh, it's two episodes for four weeks, like eight in total. And that starts this coming Friday, so. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, you get a preview copy because you're a critic? Yeah. Neat. Yeah, so check that out if you like Gilmore Girls, which, I mean, let's be honest, if you're listening to this, you are. So, <laughs> easy, easy recommendation. Um, but Daniel yeah, Pound, you know, the producer too, isn't he on there? Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think so. In the new season, there was a few fat shaming jokes, and I'm like, I know who wrote those. So, right. Uh, but last, we're here to talk about season five, episode twenty, uh, called "How Many Crowpogs to Cape Cod." And uh, yeah, uh, Taylor, yeah, finally has to admit that his museum's a bust when he gets crushed by a mannequin horse which i thought was pretty funny um you would think he would need some kind of medical attention now like it's <laughs> yeah. you couldn't even get up underneath it yeah you would think right what i didn't get was um <clears throat> excuse me uh just how like nobody came to help taylor and i'm like uh well and i guess this is before everyone had cell phones yeah. But not at this point. In 2005, people have cell phones. Yes, yeah, well, they had the flip phones, which I'm sure nowadays kids would be like, what's that? That's not a cell phone. But, right. Alas, it is. Young well, kids. I saw Rory taking a selfie with one, and I was like, oh, yeah, we did take selfies even back then. But they were all grainy looking. Yeah, they didn't look that great. No. No. Um, it was better than nothing. So. True. Uh, yeah. So the episode, uh, yeah, kind of that that kind of starts us off. You find Luke; he's finding uh, finding uh, what's his name, uh, Taylor, underneath the horse, and uh, yeah, uh, we also you know find out that uh, you know Rory's starting at her new internship, so working for Mitchum Huntsberger and. I mean, it's it, it it's not a very long-lasting internship. We'll talk about that in the next episode because I kind of want to. It I have a feeling it could bleed together easily because like talking about this and then how it all kind of ends up at the end of next episode. episode. Yeah. It kind of feels like it, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. Rory's kind of just diving in deep to the world of newspapers, and you can tell she's really enjoying it too. You know, she's like, "This mm-hmm. is what I like." Um, right, the game felt overwhelmed, but they showed her around and she got into it. Yeah. Um, and uh, when uh, both Emily and Richard find out that uh, Logan uh, and uh, their family had Rory over, they freak out. They go, it's been a week. We haven't invited him over. So that was like a pretty big ex- exaggeration. Like, I know I get it right. that they... They have their, you know, like, their pretenses and, like, they like to be very proper and all that. But even I'm like, really? Like, right. calm down. It's not a big deal. 
Right. Um, and Lorelai wants to attend the dinner, and Emily's like, nope, you're supposed to go to all of them. I'm thinking, why not? You don't have to go to the rest of them. Yeah, but that's yeah, also so the way how that... much power Emily has over her. Hmm? Yeah, it's also the way Emily likes to do things, which is unfortunate. Right. Yeah. But, you know, what stopped Lorelai from saying, sure, okay, I'll go to all of them, and then just not go to them? Yeah. It's not like they're going to come to your house and be like, you haven't come to one in a while. Right. Right. Um, and then she did the classic gaslighting narcissist line, you're too sensitive. Oh, yeah. Um, Is this where they caught him stealing stuff, too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then we found out Logan basically steals stuff from people's houses and leaves to other people's houses. So we found out he's a little bit of a sketchy guy. And Lorelai busts him. It's interesting that you say that because I was wondering about that. Because, like, he says it as a part of the Life and Death Brigade. It's kind of like a hazing thing. So part of me was like, oh, this is not good. But also, I'm like, he's doing this as like a, a goof a prank like a hazing thing like this isn't if he's being hazed he's already been a member of it so that's not even true yeah maybe uh, that hazing's not the right word but i'm like okay i think he just sees if he can get away with stuff yeah and who knows if even that's true if the life and death brigade actually do that maybe that he just made that up but uh yeah right yeah but it's still taking people's stuff and you know and he and he picked the wrong person because Emily immediately knew that something was wrong. Yeah. Almost to a little bit of an unrealistic degree. Because, like, she... Well, I can be... see that, too, though. You move stuff on narcissists and they will notice. Interesting. Because they're very into their stuff. Because she uh, yeah, was I'm like, where, where is it? I'm like, you notice that within, like, half a minute. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I was like, oh, I, I didn't but quite believe... The wrong mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it... But the thing is, too, is that plot kind of got resolved pretty quickly. Like, you know, she's, like, handed over. She's like, I found it, Mom. And, yeah. And then she says to Emily Richard, didn't she say, like, he took the thing? Or did she cover for him in the end? I can't remember. I think she covered for him. Yeah. Well, she said that he, um... Oh, I think she did say something. And they were like, what are you talking about? Oh, I think she she didn't say about him taking that, but she's like, oh, yeah, and he left so-and-so's cigar box or whatever the other thing was. The thing that he left there. She's Mm. like, he left that there and something. And they were just, like, poo-pooing it. Interesting. And Emily was just just being just such a jerk. And yet we have Richard enabling her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that... And her about her drink. Hmm? Oh, about the sidecar? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it was what like... What's in a sidecar? I don't even know what's in one. Hmm? I, I don't recall myself, but I did like that as much as they were, you know, bringing back Lorelai into the fold, like, they also kind of, like, served as a reminder, like, this is why she left. So, like, you know, right. nothing's really changed. Like, right. it's just that Lorelai's got a bit of an ulterior motive, so... And Lorelai was just telling them facts that this is what happened with them. You know, and this is, and no, that's not my drink, it's this. I mean, that's the only thing you can do is either walk away or just just tell people facts. Yeah. Yeah, if someone's lying about something. That conversation, though, got went a little too long, in my opinion, where they're like, sidecar, it's your car, your yeah. drink's a sidecar. I'm like, no, like, most people realistically would be like, oh, my bad, that's a, you, you do drink that. Even, like, I feel like a narcissist, like, it just... It went on way too long, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, it just felt right. a little too much. Yeah, it was a little filler. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, so let's do, um, Lorelai gets a job offer to go and travel the world, which... Does that's, she get a job offer or she, didn't, or she didn't go to the appointment yet? I don't she think she did. I think she turned it down. Oh, okay. Or no, maybe it was in the next episode, but that, like, yeah, she doesn't, she didn't do it. I also feel like for the show building up her opening her own inn, like, to kind of, like, undermine that by having her do that, I'm like, nah, I don't buy that. It seemed quick. But I could also see Richard, you know, he, he networks. I yes. could see him kind of working something out with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. So, pretty, kind of like a bit of a filler episode. I didn't feel like there was too much going on. I mean, I think the big thing about this was getting characters reacquainted to each other, but it felt weird because, like, they were kind of treating Logan meeting Emily and Richard like it was this new thing, and I'm like, no, they've known each other. Like, they've known each other for a while. Yeah, like, it was just a weird episode in that sense. Like, it just felt like there wasn't too much going on, but... And even for Emily and Richard, they were fawning over him too much. I mean, there's obvious fawning, but it seemed like the way it was written, it was way overboard, even mm-hmm. for them. Um... I did like the 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 opening of this episode where they're watching their Roombas, and oh yeah, they talk I about. I forgot how... the Roombas were around back then. Yeah, and I did too. I was like, "What year is this?" There's no way Roombas were around. I think they there. had one back then. Oh yeah, and they had the, they had pink ones. I I don't remember them having pink ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, it was interesting though, I think in this episode, because I, I don't know if the show ever like explicitly kind of said it, but like Emily and Richard are kind of pushing Logan and Rory as if they were, as if this is like the new Lorelai and Christopher, like they were pushing Lorelai and Christopher for the longest time. That didn't work. Now they're pushing Logan and her and Emily, or sorry, Lorelai, like, really much kind of takes against this. And I thought it was kind of interesting, in my mind at least, that it seemed almost, in a way, like, I don't know how to best this. Like, almost as if, like, they were, she was kind of projecting a little bit of, like, what happened with her and Emily. And she was kind of picking up on that yeah. a little bit. So, right. that was probably the most interesting thing in the episode, was this idea mm-hmm. that, like, Lorelai is now watching... Rory kind of being brought into that same process and just right. not not really liking it. So, because Emily's got to be involved in somebody's personal stuff. Yes. Yeah, you know, like that's where she gets her kicks, right? Is mm-hmm. by interfering. Yeah. Uh, who was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? I liked. Um, I liked. <laughs> um, I just forgot his name. Luke when he was like, "Are you?" seriously concerned that things might get worse between you and your mother i thought the way he said that was great because it's yeah. like oh yeah that's true like how could they get worse you know when this article comes out so that was my my favorite least and i also you know what for against my better judgment i like taylor i don't know why but i thought it, usually taylor's on my no list but um and the least favorite was rory okay i just thought it really didn't bring anything to the show i don't know what do you think Mm, favorite i would say lorelei i thought she did a pretty good job of portraying 
like her emotions and whatnot. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, least favorite, I'm gonna say Logan. I don't know. It just felt a little flat to me. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I think Logan as a character can potentially be very flat. Like he can be very dull and boring. One note. Yeah. yeah. I think he's best when he's got like that little bit of rebellion in him, like when he's rebelling against his parents or something like that. But you don't really get that. Between that and being a jerk. Yeah. Like he, he wasn't interesting enough in this. Like he was just, he was just being kind of like a one note version of himself. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd say Logan for least favorite. Uh, How about uh, your favorite reference did you have a favorite reference from this episode um, there's quite a few um yeah. where they mention the pastor dancing at the beginning that's that refers to the movie footloose which actually i've never seen i think everybody has seen footloose except me um funny uh also uh f- they mentioned 50 zen who was just in the halftime show the super bowl yeah he was. and then and then the next episode they mentioned another person that was in the halftime show um m&m so you know he's been around a while um and then also, um, they mentioned Peter Jennings. He died in um, 2010. So this this was filmed, what, in 25, 20, 2006? Mm, yeah. Um, he, um, he, and he was, he's Canadian, too, I think. I don't know if he's also a U.S. citizenship, but he's Canadian. Um, and he, uh, his dad had, a, I think, a broadcasting corporation or something in Canada that was, like, a big TV thing. Like, he came here, uh, was a TV newscaster, and in 9-11, he, he kind of announced to everyone, he had lung cancer, and he announced to everyone on his last show, because this is like our big like nightly news show um, mm-hmm. on ABC, and he had said basically that after 9-11, because of the stress of 9-11, he started smoking again. That's eventually what killed him, he, he thought. Um, wow. But yeah, it was like one of the, it's one of those people like I kind of grew up with on TV, mm-hmm. um, but it, just to hear his name mentioned with all these people that are still alive, and I was like, oh yeah, he passed away now, like almost... 12 years ago yeah it would have been like shortly i don't know if it was before or after this episode it was after this episode he died like about five years after this episode okay okay um uh i didn't have too many a lot of them were like a little bit above my head i guess or like ones that I just wasn't too familiar with, but um, mm-hmm. there was like a Deadwood reference, which was a big show back in the day. I think now mm-hmm. people probably could care less, but back then when it was coming out, it was pretty pretty much one of the big shows to watch. Well, Timothy <laughs> Oliphant was on it, and now he's on um, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, you can see uh, him there. He was also on The Office too, and some other stuff. What was the? He was on Big. Was it Longmire? He's on Longmire. No, I don't know if it was Longmire. He was in like some kind of Western type show where he played. Oh, yeah. Justified, I think. Yeah, maybe? that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and yeah. I like, it was just funny that they mentioned like um, Rory said, well, I'm going to take Russian next semester. And Rory says, oh, Russian is so practical. I actually took Russian in college. <laughs> oh, there you go. And I cannot tell you how many times I've actually used it. <laughs> Not that many. So, no, no, like the opposite. Oh. No, like, like I actually, like, I can't always speak it, but I can read it kind of. Mm. Um, so it's actually helped it's some things. Like, we had somebody walk in, like, when I was working in Gainesville, we had somebody 
that was Russian that didn't speak English came into the office and the nurse comes up to me and she goes, do you, you took Russian in college, right? And I go, yeah. And she's like, we have somebody at the front desk. They kind of walked in for an appointment and, and he only speaks Russian. I'm like, okay. So I say, I'm like, like, I call it baby Russian. Like I know like the vocabulary of like, like probably a first or second grader. Yeah. And I was able to like, at least like tell him like, okay, and I was able to translate like what he was looking for, for an appointment and stuff. So it's actually helped. And especially now with, you know, I mean, if Rory was fluent, she might be able to be able to get a job with, you know, like, um, with like us intelligence or, or something. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So it, I think it actually is pretty practical considering, you know, the stuff that's going on with Russia right now. Um, so I just thought that was funny because I'm like, because I remember like I was like, oh yeah, I'm taking Russian. He's like, why are you taking Russian? And it turns out that I actually, I've actually used it. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting because yeah, I'm looking back at this episode and yeah, apparently, Laurel, I did tell uh, Emily and Richard that yeah, Logan was not great, but they didn't pay attention. No, because they're they're like drunk off the possible social connections yeah yeah even even though lorelei said that his family treated her like crap emily and richard still like were just they like didn't care like they just ignored that yeah and if i was a grandparent i would be upset that my grandchild was treated like that but you know they're so into the social climbing mm -hmm. it's like a game for them yeah um, I didn't really think about this too, but now that I'm thinking about it too, like, uh, Luke is the one that's like a little bit more upset about, um, yeah. Lorelai leaving. But I was thinking too, like, I remember what Dean mentioned, uh, like episode or two back and part of me was like, oh, mm -hmm. I wonder if that was weighing on his mind when, mm -hmm. when this happened. Cause he, Dean said that snippy comment about, you know, the, Gilmore girls are always going to want more. Yeah. You can't give that to them, neither can I, or something. Yeah. So Dean was just going to take everybody down with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, mind you, that's like a narcissistic comic right there. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. It's like scorched earth, scorched, scorched the earth and then salt it behind you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like he was just, he was miserable. So he was going to make sure everyone else felt the same way he did. Which Emily's very much like that too. Mm -hmm. If somebody's having a good time, she's the first to put a kibosh on it and to make them feel worse. Or feel bad about something. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite quote from this episode? Yeah, I was Luke saying, are you seriously concerned that things might get worse between you and your mother? I think he's just such a good compliment to Lorelai, because Lorelai can get pretty wrapped up in stuff, and he's mm -hmm. just very pragmatic. Yeah. And I just think they just compliment each other well. And yeah. he's like, so what? You know, so what if she reads it and she has an issue? Yeah. So what? Yeah, you know, uh, so I I think that mm -hmm. he adds some logic and just some calm to her. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was when Paris said, "Sick people freak me out," and Doyle's like, "You're pre-med." Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that was used twice. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. Uh, especially when you think about yeah, I mean, if she's pre-med, her being real sick people, that's. Uh, that, that's what put a kibosh on it, you would think, but. Mm -hmm. uh... I know, there are people in, in med school that, that um, can't look at people getting their blood taken or take blood from people. Interesting. I mean, there's there's a pretty high percentage of people that have needle phobias. And... 
I have a bit of a needle phobia. Like today I gave blood and mm-hmm. they always know they're like, yeah, you can look away now. <laughs> because I just don't like seeing it go in, but yeah, yeah. If you're giving blood. These are like harpoons. So you're actually doing pretty good here. Well, that's the thing after giving blood, like now, like when I got my COVID booster shot, like I, for a while, I actually was like, you didn't give it to me. Because it was like so small. Because you're because you're desensitized. Yeah. I, yeah, I got this harpoon going into my arm every three months. I'm like, uh, you didn't put give me this booster shot. I started to get mm-hmm. a little bit of like the uh, you know the the tinfoil hat wearing people. The people who are a little too crazy. I'm like, you didn't give me the. Did vaccine. they show you the vial? Or how did they like? No, I didn't say anything. I was just like, well, clearly they they gave it to me. I you know, but it I mean, it didn't feel like anything. I was like. You didn't I mean, give the me second that. one I got, she was such a good stick that I didn't even feel it. And yeah. those needles are super sharp, too. That's the other thing they said, too, is that the needles are so sharp that you hardly feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, any behind-the-scenes trivia for this episode? Let's see. I'm sure we got a couple or a few. Let's see. Um, uh... Oh, the uh, story behind the Kropog, uh, along with its person, Maxwell T. Kropog, are completely fictional. Oh, really? Yeah. I was wondering if that was real. Yeah. Um, An interesting little thing to make up, though. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's based on a prank, though. Oh, so there, it's based on a real thing, but they kind of exaggerate it for the show? Yeah, it says, well, the Kropog is fictional. The story is based on an MIT fraternity prank. In 1958, MIT student Oliver R. Smoot lay down uh, repeatedly on the Harvard Bridge, and his frat brothers marked the bridge in Smoots. The bridge still has <laughs> the markings. So Really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, any mental health observations in this? Say from just that that, wow, Emily is something else. Yeah, she um, really is. The the whole you know, um, well, I know what your drink is. You don't know what your drink is, thing, and the you know ignoring the stuff that Logan's done while attacking Lorelai. Um, mm-hmm. Very classic narcissist stuff. And Richard's just as bad because he goes along with all of this. Yeah. So they're kind of partners in crime. Um, and you see that, you know, Logan was fine with the um, the maid taking the blame for... I mean, Emily just went right after the maid, right? And yeah. so Logan was apparently fine with the maid getting probably fired for this. So I thought that spoke a lot about his character, is that he really doesn't value people, especially people that he deems as being, you know, quote, underneath him unquote mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so it really showed his true colors i think so so i mean yeah. he may blend with emily and richard just fine because yeah. they all seem to be a little devious yeah um, but for emily to say you know no we either come over now and, and forever mm-hmm. or you know don't come at all i mean that's very narcissistic too right because if she's really interested in seeing lorelei just for seeing lorelei she'd be happy to have her over yeah but she has to have her rules, and people have to follow her rules. And she sees anybody is not following her rules as being disloyal. Mm-hmm. So she was in, in true narcissistic form. So. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah. So I think it's time to give this episode a rating. What are you thinking, giving it a score it was of? Six and a half. It, it was kind of, it didn't really add a lot to things, but, mm. you know, their voiceover pretty good. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I'd give it a six. Yeah, I was thinking a seven, but I'll give it a six. I think it's just not overly interesting. I think there's, it could have been a little bit more exciting and a little bit more going on, but yeah, it just kind of feels like a filler episode. I mean, getting things in place for the next episode, which is crazy. Although, I don't think this episode's like terrible. It's just, yeah, it's just it's a just little there. bit of moving things into place. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is her book, and Talking Brains is her other podcast. And I'm over at threeingreeners.com, where almost every other day we've got content going up. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.